Hey, what's up, podcast? This is your host, Mufus Chowdhury, and you are listening to another episode of the Ride With Me podcast coming at you every single Monday with motivation and practical advice that you could apply to your life. And if you haven't already, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe or follow button on the top of your podcast platform so that you could be the first to know whenever an episode drops, AM or PM, you will always be first in line with that notification. Now, before I even get into today's episode, let me just start very quickly by rapid firing some answers to some frequently asked questions that I'm receiving on my social media. I've been meaning to do this for quite some time now, but now that it's on the top of my mind, let me just go ahead and start this episode by rapid firing. You ready? Number one, do I still salute the microphone every single time I do the greeting at the beginning of the episode like I did in season one? Yes, 100,000%. At this point, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. I don't even realize what a habit it is. I've just accepted the fact that this is part of me and that I will always passionately salute the microphone every single time I kick off an episode and maybe somewhere down the road when this COVID madness comes to an end, when I can actually do a live audience segment, you can watch me deliver that salute in such a passionate way that it'll make sense, it'll resonate with you and it won't make me feel as weird being alone in a car saluting a microphone. Question number two, do I do this in one take? The answer is yes. And I know it's sometimes hard to believe with the superb communication skills that I have, but the reality is not only do I come in and do it in one take, I also come in without actually having a well-defined idea or script about what I'm going to talk about. I usually know the surface level topic of what I want to dive into, but it's not until I hit the record button that I can truly elaborate with it. My girlfriend got to witness this the first time a couple episodes ago. As we sat down, we took a deep breath, I hit record, I gave her the props, and we crushed it in the episode in one take. It is something that I've been working very hard on with my public speaking skills, and I'm extremely happy to let you know that the entire episode gets recorded in one take. Question number three, how many episodes will I be releasing on the Ride With Me platform? The answer is yes. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. As last week, I threw a bit of a curveball at you. You know, since the reboot four episodes ago, I started talking a lot about dissecting the pillars, the different pillars in my life that are making me happy and are really taking off. And I spent a lot of time dissecting different pillars in the first three episodes. And then I came out with an episode that didn't seem like it was part of that pillar package. It seemed like it was something very different from what I was talking about. But guys, cut me some slack. I was inspired. I was hyped. Our boy Freddie Van Vliet got re-signed to the Toronto Raptors and I just needed to talk about it. But I also needed to talk about it in a way that made sense. You know, why it applied to my beliefs, why it applies to my life and can apply to to yours. But today, I'm going to come back and bring it back full circle to the world of dissecting the pillars of the things that are making me happy. You know, my definition of happiness, my definition of success, and I'm going to spend some time dissecting it with the hopes that you can bring it into your life and apply it to your life as well. And I'll also say that the conversation I had in the last episode, Betting Like Freddy, was not necessarily that far off the mark. 
You know, I spend a lot of time in that episode speaking to doing what you're good at, betting on your strengths and doing what you're good at. In today's episode, I want to dive into doing what you love. If you really think about what the dream is, the dream job is finding the combination of the two, finding something that you're good at and finding something that you love and then earning money with that combination. And it's only fair that I follow up last week's episode by now breaking out how to focus on the things that you love and continue doing them on a weekly basis, monthly basis, and a yearly basis for the rest of your life or as long as you want to, to remain in the peak happiness and do the things that you love every single day. You know, we're approaching December. And as a matter of fact, today is the last day of November, so there's no better time to talk about this specific topic. I think a lot about New Year's resolution. And I think a lot about what New Year's Eve looks like. You know, when you get together with friends or family and you're celebrating, a lot of people spend that day looking back and asking themselves, did I have a good year? And knowing what happened this year in 2020 with the madness that's happening in the mad, mad world out there, I know for a fact that a lot of people will look back and they'll say that this was a terrible year. There's going to be a lot of memes. I assure you, if you haven't already, you're going to see a lot of memes of people that are complaining about 2020, saying that they're they're bringing back the return receipt and they want their money back. They want to put the world on pause. There's a lot of negative things that are being said about this year and for, for very understandable reasons. You know, to their credit, there has been a lot of bad things out there. And this is why... I almost feel obnoxious every time I come on this episode and on this show and I talk about how I had a terrific year. It doesn't mean that there weren't challenges. It doesn't mean that there weren't moments where I felt like I was having an absolute breakdown. It doesn't mean there weren't moments where I woke up in the morning fulfilled with nothing but anxiety. But it doesn't mean it was a bad year. And I thought to myself, when people look back at their year and they ask themselves whether they had a good year or a bad year, what does it really come down to? What is the formula that is being utilized to determine whether or not someone had a good year or a bad year? And it came down to me understanding that most people think about whether they were able to do things that they loved. You know, when they reflect back and they go through this rapid fire highlight reel in their head, they start asking themselves, was I able to do the things that I love? And if it really felt like majority of the year meant no, then you're probably going to say you had a bad year. But if you look back in your year and you said, did I get to do the things that I love? And it seemed like majority of the year you did. You know, you get to list out dozens and dozens of things that you got to do this year. You're going to automatically say that it was a great year. And this is interesting because when you have that realization that a lot of us are judging the year based on whether we got to do the things that we love, it really puts into perspective that you have a lot more in control than you think. You know, we've been spending majority of this year blaming the external factors. I would rather simply focus and bet on the things that I can control. And what I can't control is whether I go day to day doing the things that I love or doing the things that I hate. And I like to focus on things on a bit more of a micro scale. You know, it's hard to plan out your whole year. I think I've done an episode in season one where I spent a lot of time dissecting down how to have a great year. And it's hard. It's hard to make goals. You know, while you're in January 2021, it's hard to figure out what September is going to look like. 
and I'll give you that. I think it's not an easy thing. I think it takes some practice, and I think it takes a lot of dedication and consistency before you can line up January to September, let alone the entire year. Instead, I want to go so micro that I want to encourage you to focus on one week at a time. When you look at those seven days, what does the seven days look like to you? Do you go to bed every single Sunday, wake up on Monday not having any idea what it's going to look like, and you're simply going with the flow? This is a very risky mindset because when you don't have a plan and you wake up every Monday morning, going day after day, going with the flow, you you are really letting the externals dictate whether or not you're going to have a good day or not. You're letting the world dictate how things should flow. And as a result of that, you may not have a good day. It's really not in your control. What I like thinking about is what are some things I can plant in my calendar throughout the week from Monday to Sunday that I can get excited about every single week? What can I create as a weekly routine that's going to allow me to get there? Because if I get through a week full of things that I'm excited about and then I have another set of exciting things to look forward to in the next week, I'm going to instantly get more and more excited about waking up each day and more and more excited every time I get into bed knowing that there's something more exciting around the corner. And it was a little bit easier last year, I'll give it that, where I used to create a lot of routines that I'm excited about. You know, I would have my calendar filled with weekly sports. Every single Wednesday, I had a soccer game in this league that I participated in with a group of my friends. Every single Saturday, I had a basketball intramural. You know, it wasn't competitive, but it was a bunch of us getting together and doing some rapid fire sessions where I get to play a sport that I love. I had these podcast recordings. Heck, I had it three times a week. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I used to sit down, get in this studio, this mobile studio that is my vehicle, and record and hammer out episodes. And I love doing that, and it gave me something to look forward to. Then I had things like speaking events. Though although the speaking events weren't a weekly thing, sometimes it was scattered throughout the month, I still had something to look forward to, and I was spending multiple days leading up to the event, working away on these events before I get to go up on stage. And even after I get off the stage, I was spending a lot of time reconnecting with the attendees, whether it's through direct messages, video calls, phone calls, or in person. There was a lot of options. With this year, all we have is a curveball. All we have is some new rules and new guidelines. It doesn't take away the ultimate thesis of you controlling your week. And if anything, the COVID pandemic lockdown scenario that we're going through has proven something that I've been saying for the last decade, which is the world will always reward the creative. If you're creative enough, the world will always reward you. And this was a year where we really got tested on that thesis. We really got tested to see if we could pivot and be creative in a way that still allows us to do the things we want to do. Some examples include me bringing fitness to my home. You know, one thing I always loved doing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday was hitting the gym immediately after work. At 5 p.m., I would shut down the laptop, I would jump in my car and drive to my closest gym and work my ass off and have a great feeling at the end of the day, feeling like I'm accomplished, I looked forward to it. It's something that gave me tons of thrills every single week and I love that consistency, but that was taken away. But just because that wasn't taken away 
doesn't mean that I have to sit around and complain that the world took that away from me. Instead, I got creative. Instead, I found some home workouts that I could set up in my place that allowed me to still get that thrill. Maybe not in the same way, maybe not as good as it felt, but it still felt a heck lot better than not doing anything at all and complaining about it. Then I think about the world of podcasting, you know, getting inside of the cars and driving around, something that I was used to doing quite a lot. I was spending every single day on the road, traveling from destination to destination, and it was very easy for me to hit record while I was driving. Well, that got taken away too. I didn't really have a lot of locations to go when the world was in lockdown. I didn't have the option of just driving around and hitting record and conveniently putting out episodes. If I really wanted to make this active, I really had to force myself to go in the car just to hammer out another episode. And there was just something about recording at home that didn't sit well with me. It was too polished. You know, I was too comfortable. My eyes weren't drifting and paying attention. You know, I was almost in another world when I was sitting in a well-set-up location like my room and I just didn't like the content I was putting up there. So I gave up for a little bit. And as much as I could have spent the entire time complaining that the world took away my podcast and that's the reason I'm not gonna do what I love, what I decided to do as an alternative is start a side project called the Ride With Me Live Sessions. And what this included was me booking a guest through Instagram every single week, locking them in on one day a week schedule, and then setting up my cell phone device to interview them live using Instagram Live and then putting that audio through my podcast platform. It still gave me the thrill of podcasting. Going back to what I said about working out at the gym, it may not feel as good, it may not be as efficient as how I like recording podcasts, but at the same time, I still found the way to do what I love. Spending time with my friends was another big one. Very important, very dear to me. Something that I couldn't do nearly as much as a result of things being locked down. People not feeling comfortable with meeting up in person. Rather than complaining that the world took that away from me, I decided to set up weekly Zoom calls. You know, one day a week that I got excited about that we would all jump on Zoom together and do something. You know, sometimes it was fun conversations. Sometimes it was playing silly games together. Sometimes it was not a whole lot going on. But the fact that I get to do it with my friends was always exciting for me. And what it resulted in was more micro one-on-one conversations, more side projects that I was doing with a few of them, more creativity that I got to do as a result of really thinking outside of the box and locking something else in my schedule. And finally, the speaking on stage. The one piece that was taken away from me that broke my heart because nothing gets me fired up and in cloud nine, more than leaving the stage and then interacting with the individuals one-on-one, that was taken off my plate as a result of conferences and events shutting down, delaying or canceling their events. But rather than waiting, I looked for opportunities to convert into the world of digital. I started doing much more webinars, you know, worked with a lot of event planners to do webinars for their events. And we even went as far as hosting a monthly webinar on our side that still gave us the opportunity to convert and work through different timelines different attendees and different content on our own schedule rather than waiting for a conference to call us. Listeners, it's in your control. 
you have more control than you think. And when you start to realize that the world rewards the creative, you're going to find ways to use that creative fiber to really make an impact and really find ways to do things that you love every single week. And here is the beauty of having an amazing year. When you start lining up these things in your routine every single week, you're going to start finding that your week becomes amazing. And as it becomes a routine, you're going to find out that that month became amazing. And as you look back in December, you're going to see many, many months that were amazing and incredible to you where you got to do the things that you love that will result in you feeling like you had a substantial year. And you may not like the same things that I do. In fact, you probably don't. You know, I listed out the love of working out, the love of connecting with my friends on a regular basis, the love of podcasting, the love of speaking at events. You may have your own list. My encouragement for you is to think about how to still do what you love in a modified version in order to still give yourself the thrill that you may not be getting right now simply because the world decided to cancel itself. And one trick that I like, that I use quite frequently, especially in the world of marketing, is a very, very quick psychological fancy little tip that I'm going to give you and leave you with as I wrap up this episode. It's the question of how. And I really like this because it is so simple, but it changed my outlook when it comes to figuring out creative solutions to a problem. You know, I'm on the road right now. And as I'm on the road, I'm heading home and I'm asking myself in the back of my mind, how do I get home? And I I encourage you to do this the next time you're driving. How do I get home? What you're going to notice that your mind starts to subconsciously do, you know, the miracle of the mind, it will start working like an engine and auto-populating ideas, different routes in your head of how you can get home. One way will tell you to jump on the closest highway. One will tell you to take the scenic route, you know, the one that will probably drive by a few drive throughs that you can grab coffee from before you head home. One will probably give you an alternative, which is a long route saying, hey, why don't you take the long way and listen to some music? But it's incredible how well the mind works when you ask it the right questions. The problem that I see out there is most people are asking the why. They're saying, why are things not working out my way? Why do I suck? Why am I unhappy? And the unfortunate thing is, your mind will still auto-populate ideas and sometimes that's toxic. Sometimes your mind will convince you that you are, you have the right to be upset and sad and depressed and maybe you do suck at life. It's going to convince you that because that's simply the question that you're asking. You're saying, why do I suck? It's going to give you reasons that maybe you're not thrilled about, but will make you believe that things are not going well in your life. Instead of asking why, as a productive person, as someone that likes going out there and making things happen, I encourage you to start asking how. And when I asked myself, like, how do I continue working out with everything being locked down? How do I continue creating content for my podcast even though I don't drive as much? How do I stay in touch with my friends even though I can't right now in person? And how do I continue delivering talks and presentations even though I can't get on stage? Those have all been 
the tools that I've used in order to allow my brain to do its part. My brain subconsciously went through the background of ideas and came back and gave me these ideas and then I started implementing these ideas into my life. My encouragement for you is to ask how about your situations. Ask how with a positive reinforcement. Don't ask how to fix a bad situation. Ask yourself how to enjoy the good situation and be amazed with the solutions that your mind presents to you. This has been something that I've been using for the last decade to come up with new ideas and it will amaze you with where your brain goes. We are all creative beings. We are all inspired every single day by things that we consume, whether it's through conversation, whether it's through books, whether it's through television, whether it's through music. We are always consuming ideas and whether or not we think the ideas are ours, the reality is we're consuming new ideas every single day and forming it into something that can be applied into our life. So take advantage of that tool Take advantage of the way your mind works and allow yourself to come up with a routine and a plan that allows you to love your week, then love your month, then love your year, and then love your life. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you spend this week doing nothing but the things that you love, and I hope that allows you to feel happier and have a blessed year and start off the new year on the right foot. Thank you for listening. And once again, if you haven't already, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. It would mean the world to me. It would encourage me to keep giving you my best. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you and take care.